What's up, happy people, and welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. In this episode, we're going to be talking about this amazing quote by the genius Ralph Waldo Emerson. Now, I'm calling this motherfucker a genius because he was able to summarize in one motherfucking sentence an entire epidemic, a culture that is saturating the American society. A culture of little bitches. Of people who are so sensitive they can't even have a motherfucking discussion. This man said, let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am being persecuted whenever I am contradicted. And if you didn't catch that, he's saying, the shit's not about me just because someone doesn't agree with me. Get over yourself. Let's get into this. So I'm having a conversation with a friend. This was... Uh, you have a friend? <laughs> that's not you? Surprise it. <laughs> surprise I am surprised. <laughs> I'm having a... Okay. I'm having a conversation with an acquaintance. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about socialism and capitalism. That's a deep conversation oh, yes, for an acquaintance. Oh, yes, it was. I have deep conversations maybe with my friend. acquaintance. Okay, maybe, maybe you have a friend. <laughs> I said... He was like... I forget how he came up, but it came up that he was a socialist. Mm. One of these, you know, equal. He's one of these healthcare for all, college for everyone. You know, I can get on board with that. Take there are parts of it that I that I agree with. You know, take from the rich and spread the wealth to the poor. Mm -hmm. Like you know, everybody everybody should be equal. Amen. Ain't no sense there being billionaires and millionaires to the universe. We just need everybody need to be thousandaires. Mm -hmm. But why all this excessive wealth when there's so much poverty going on? He one of those socialist motherfuckers. Amen. And then he looks at me and said, Deji. Amen. <laughs> we still remember the words. <laughs> Sarah over here going to church. <laughs> it's Sunday. Hey, bring him to church. So he looked at me and said, Deji, you're a capitalist, right? I said, I am a cutthroat capitalist. <laughs> you got to make it sound like you're a pirate or some uh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cutthroat pirate. <laughs> <laughs> With my one pig leg and my parrot. I own the seas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Now I know what we're doing for Halloween. <laughs> and he gave me this look of, uh -huh. of persecution. Like, almost like I had just nailed Jesus to the cross personally. Oh. Because I didn't agree with it. just because how I you. how dare you like don't you and then he went on this rant about all the injustice going on in the world. You could have called the cops in that moment and they would have thought that I just killed somebody. <laughs> like killed his dog. <laughs> the look of like persecution he had. Oh, the hoarder. It's is a symbolism of what that quote was, which is why that quote stood out to me when I saw it and why I had to show it to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Sarah, this shit reflects American culture today, where to contradict with somebody is a is a is synonymous with persecuting that person. True. Like 
that's the evolution of persecution. It's not it's not slavery. It's not it's it's not what it used to be. Persecution is disagreeing with somebody. I mean, I kind of get it because in some there are certain things. Now, the the certain things that I would feel persecuted if somebody disagreed with me on, I feel like, <laughs> okay, these aren't really issues or topics. These are just human right things. Like when people are, are homophobic, I, I, I look at them and I feel persecuted. When people are racist, I look at them and I feel a little persecuted. And it's just because to me, I look at them and I'm like disgusted. And I'm like, if you don't understand that love is love and all human beings are equal, there is no platform and no reality in which we can somewhat coexist, coexist. On, on a plane of existence and respect. Because I can't respect you because your ideas are so, to me, evil and, and indecent. But at the same time, I have some issues in the sense that I have family whom I have DNA programming to love and, and did love bef- prior to uh, the fact that I knew they held the these beliefs. The fallout, yeah. And it's, it's hard to have conversations and relationships with them because I can't respect them. And I know their ideas will never change. But I fundamentally am on opposite sides of everything they believe in. Right. Like, how do you have a discussion? How do you... You can't. You can't. Because to hold a different belief is to persecute. Mm -hmm. So if we talk about this from a macro level, you can, like, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. We're all saying the same shit. But one side feels feels persecution just because the other side contradicts even slightly what Mm -hmm. they believe. You know, it's like two things can be true at the same time. But Mm -hmm. human beings don't think that way. So I thought this was uniquely American, but Mm. the way you said it makes it seem like it's more of a human problem, that it's just human beings in general tend to feel persecution whenever somebody contradicts what they think. Yeah, it's why we um, automatically seek out tribes, people who like and think and do the things that we like and think and do. So a lot of confirmation Um, bias? Exactly. We want that self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a circle jerk. The circle jerk. That's what it is, basically. <laughs> Everybody's stroking the next guy's dick, making it feel good, but it ain't getting nowhere. Circle jerk. All the way around. Never. You just coined a new term, the, the circle jerk. I didn't coin that. No, that's been around. I wish I could take credit for that. You never the, heard the of circle, the circle jerk? I've never heard of the circle jerk. I learned you today. I, I learned something. I learned something new. See? Perception is a bitch podcast. You're always learning something new. Circle jerk. Okay. So so it's a human problem. Mm-hmm. Confirmation bias. It is. It oh, really is. Okay. Um, go ahead. No, no, go, go for okay. it. Okay. So like when I was thinking about, um, okay, so there was a there was a time where we were Christians. Mm-hmm. We believed. And if somebody who didn't believe in the word and in God came to like try to have a conversation with me even if mm. i listened to them i i there was this, i was just irritated by it there's that sense of you just irritation offended. you were almost offended uh-huh. just by hearing it like well, i yeah i may not a... have felt persecution mm-hmm. but i did have that sense of just sheer irritation no different than like i'm an atheist now 
And when somebody tries to come spew that church, religious, God bullshit on me, I'm like, ah, no, you're not. Man, I, I ain't trying to hear all that. I ain't trying to hear this shit. Like, get this shit away from me. I'm not, like, you know, yeah. I, I feel now as an atheist to the Christian word mm-hmm. as I felt about atheism when I was a yeah. Christian. Like, when someone tries to pray on me now, I kind of get the hippie. Like, I get the hippie like, 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 ah, I don't like, want ah, this shit. No. Yeah, right, right, right. Get off me. Um, and vice versa, and vice versa. So, so mm-hmm. we're not we're not saying this is uniquely. Yeah. We're just trying to share a thought here of even if you that even, feeling of awkward. So it's a lot of feelings that go into this moment that you can feel when someone fundamentally is on the opposite side of an argument with you. And we're not necessarily talking about someone who like believes the same thing, but in a slightly different version. Um, I think that. Those people can kind of somewhat still find middle ground communalities. Yeah, like we're Catholics talking about like, and Pentecostals, you know, yeah, yeah, little, slight nonsense. Like Baptist you know, and Catholic. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, di- but we're, we're different, we're, but we, we both it, believe a little. The end goal is still heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about like those people who are just fundamentally different, or maybe it is even those close ones when you, you get down to that, oh, are you baptized by being dunked or are you baptized by sprinkle? Because there's some bitterness yeah. in between the... But but the feelings that come down are like, so there's there's bitterness, there's that a little bit of disgust, a little bit of anger. Uh huh. There's just that self genuine lack of empathy. It's it's a self righteousness. Like how dare you? Um, and how and, dare you believe this shit? How dare you not how, believe what I believe? Well, how dare you even like assume that I'm wrong and that I haven't thought this through? Because I am a logical, smart, intelligent person. So no, I, I have thought this through and I know I'm right. And there's that cockiness that you feel. It's almost like you feel sorry for the other person because you quote unquote know. You're the enlightened unquote, one. That they are wrong. <laughs> so you know this shit. And anyone who tells you differently is stupid. So this is that arrogance that we talk about that leads you to only listen, only truly listen and be in a genuine conversation with someone who thinks the way, the you, way do you do and has your and so like you may not feel persecution in the physical sense, right? Because I could see how saying, you know, being persecuted by somebody who contradicts you, some people are like, oh, but I, I don't I don't I don't feel persecuted. But that sense of unease and the EBGBs and that like, ah, get this shit away from me. I don't want to hear it. Or like that's, you know, at the back of your mind, you're like, ah, you're wrong. You know, I'll really just entertain you. That's the that's persecution. Mm-hmm. That's part of what we're talking about. Right. And you see it a lot like Democrats, Republicans. You can't a Democrat can't talk to a Republican and a Republican can't talk to a Democrat. Well, at least in this country it, right now. In America. It seems like. Without one or the other feeling persecution. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it's so true. Like even with the president, like it, there's there's no middle ground. This is the guy that you either think is going to save the country and help all the poor people, even though he's a billionaire who has swindled people over and over and over. Or you're the person who's like, this guy is like a less ambitious Hitler (laughs) and we need to get him the fuck out now before there's more damage to our country's reputation. Side note, side note. uh, I I have a theory and Mm -hmm. and we're going to make this a podcast 
but you were like, hell no, you weren't going to be a part of it. The Trump effect. So I, I'm just going to spill it out now. Oh, the episode God. that never happened. Oh, here we go. You can't say the episode that never happened and then talk about it on an episode because then it happened. So it's not the episode that never happened. It's the episode that never now, happened. You're it's absconding a with it's, this Jeez, episode. what does absconding mean? <laughs> You're stealing, running away. Somebody get a dictionary. I absconded. You married a smart woman. Get over it. (laughs) Okay. Side note. Absconding taught you to circle jerk. What else are you gonna learn today? Yeah, so much information coming at me today. Uh, But I, Trump has found this very genius way of being shameless, and I think being shameless is a superpower because we live we live in a society where. I once read a quote by, uh, it was Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a video or something. Whatever the fuck it was. And this is Tony Robbins, loved by all, can do no evil. Great motivation. Okay. He said, if you get caught masturbating and you stop, then you're just the guy who got caught. But if you keep going, then the guys who caught you become gay for watching. <laughs> Success is all about finding the hidden advantage in a negative situation. That was Tony Robbins. Who do you think like trains mental mindset rich motherfuckers like Donald Trump? Guys like this. So Trump, under coaching, <laughs> From some very good coaching, because you know they getting the good shit. All the bullshit we get from Tony Robbins, the hand me downs, the free shit, and the free quotes we get. Okay, it's, it's basically the the same concept as uh, the other idea that we've talked about before, where one person who dies is a tragedy. Tragedy. A, a tragedy. A million who die is a statistic. Right. So that's, I think, the Trump effect, like you're saying, and then with the masturbation example. So Trump, um, Trump knows he, when he gets caught masturbating. Well, he just keeps doing he just keeps shit. Going. Because now the story keeps changing, and it's because, so, because it becomes Because now you, you, become, you become gay for watching. Yeah. <laughs> you're watching gay porn. <laughs> like, it's, it's at that point. Now the guy jerking off is looking at you like, are you still watching? <laughs> Well, like some now he's like, can somebody kid this gay gig I'm gay trying guy to get away back from to the okay, actual yeah, point? Yeah, You're yeah. like stuck on that. <laughs> what I'm saying. She's trying to get me off my <laughs> Trump point. Trump 2020. No, I'm I'm actually trying to make the point. Okay. It's the it's the same thing. Like he he keeps doing ridiculous shit over and over and over, which makes the story different every day. So you can't focus on the one thing because now it's like, well, what a, he's done so many ridiculous things. What do you charge him for? What what? What do you even talk about? The conversation can't stay consistent. If he had just said the grab him by the pussy thing, if he had just locked kids in cages, if he had just done the wall, if he had just been an idiot, like if he had just done any of those, we like it would have been easier. But now it's like every, the story keeps changing. That's the Trump effect. It's like keeps you entertained, keeps you guessing, keeps okay. pulling you in. So there are many Trump effects, right? He 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 knows how to create spectacle. But is this any any way relevant to what we were actually talking I'm just, about? Just trying to make a quick point. He he knows You're how to create. Standing with the episode. That's what it is. He okay. knows how to. He knows how to. You know, create spectacle. He knows how to be shameless. This is like the episode within an episode. The hidden episode. The hidden episode. So anyway, anyway, we're we're getting back off topic. Again, back on topic. I just wanted to share that the Trump effect. Anyway, so people feeling persecution from somebody contradicting them. Well, yeah, and so to circle back by why we even got onto Trump is the point that he's such a polarizing person, 
and, and president more so than probably any president in history. So how do you have discussions with people? Because you've seen this online when, when he first got elected, there were people who were unfriending everyone they knew. Anyone they knew who voted for Trump, they anyone they knew as a who didn't attack. vote for Trump, on both sides, they're like, well, if you don't believe what I believe, everybody, then yeah, fuck you, and I'm going to take you off my timeline. friendships. Line. Yes. But then the funny thing is, is you that- You would have thought we were going through a religious persecution <laughs> in America, a purging. But do you see how that mindset of just unfriending all the people who disagreed and would post things that you didn't agree with is- creating a perfect self fulfill a perfect circle jerk a perfect confirmation bias setting because now you're only seeing posts from and by people who will post things that you already agree with so by definition you now think that this is how everyone yes. feels it's, you just you don't think the realize world reflects what you believe and you're like oh everyone hates trump and, you're, and then the, you see you go on someone else's page and you're like oh all these trump supporters i had no idea that he still had that fans, he still does good things. Or that people still believe. To, he still like, does the good tooth things. <laughs> the false propaganda. They still you, believe You it. are so contradicting yourself right now. Maybe we, maybe I'm starting to feel persecution. <laughs> hey, I have my confirmation bias too. But, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of the same shit. <laughs> I unfriended some people that were posting some shit and I'm like, click, unfollow. Don't want to see that shit. I, look. And they start saying, oh, yeah, Trump is going to save us. Mm -hmm. There are parts of it that are right and there are parts of it that are not wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> parts of it that are right and parts of it that are not wrong. Two things can be right at the same time. <laughs> Two things can be wrong at the same time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that, that was one moment in history where it was pretty vivid that, you know, there was a lot of persecution type narrative mm -hmm. think about even like those illusions that you kind of see online where people say like you know the do you see a blue dress or a gold dress meme that I went out that years yeah, ago yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's been different variations of that over and over and over but the funny thing is it's it's an optical illusion of the eye and so there is no right or wrong and even if there is it doesn't mean you're wrong for what you see it just means your mind and your eyes perceive things a certain way. Um, and, and the funny thing is, though, is that people got mad. People got legit angry when someone would come back and say, oh, no, but I see a gold dress. And they're like, how, how fucking you? dare you? It's a blue dress. Are you fucking blind? Like, what's wrong with your eyes? Go get your like it was insane. The animosity that would pour out over a fucking like optical illusion. It had no relevance. This this was not hurting anybody. What about abortion? Abortion is one where people. Okay, you just went from the, from blue whew, dress, okay. yellow dress to. We're abortion. going there. All right, let's. I just we call this exponential growth. You know, this I see is, you were getting a little bored with my example. Let's no, just this, this, kick it up a few notches. This is like Tesla going straight up from two hundred to twenty five hundred. Like we just we just woo, just went up the uh, the the roller coaster. But no, no, no. Like, I'm just thinking about issues where people who disagree on the issue feel persecution from the other side. Okay. Even though there is no persecution. The only mm -hmm. difference is we just don't believe the same thing. But because we don't believe the same thing, each party walks away thinking that they're being persecuted. And each party now wants to start, like, walking in the streets and protesting and doing all this shit to protest their persecution. Mm-hmm. 
right? And it's not just on abortion. It's on the whole Black Lives Matter. It's the anti-police narrative. It's it's everything in society. It's it's human beings in general where, like, if you are, you know, uh, anti-abortion, what, what's the what's the politically? Pro-life or pro-life. Pro yeah, you're either pro-life or you're pro-choice. And it's like, just because I'm pro-choice doesn't mean that I'm and that I'm for abortion. Anti-life, yeah. <laughs> Do you see? Like, yeah. And that's the funny thing with even those terminologies. It's like saying pro-choice means that you are pro-abortion um, and you want babies it's, to die. It's like, like I don't think anyone no, no, wants no, babies yeah, to yeah, yeah. die. But, like, but like the way people's minds work, if I told somebody that I'm pro-choice, they take that to mean that I'm for abortion. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm anti-abortion and pro-choice at the same fucking time. Yeah. Right. And I if prefer you, if abortions weren't necessary, but I understand, but I understand that, sometimes that nuanced they are, and that person's body makes it their choice from our perception. <laughs> yeah. But if you tell motherfuckers that you pro-life, now they're like, oh, that's you're they, not pro-choice. And then they take it just mm -hmm. personal. It becomes this persecution type feeling and conversation where everyone's now in the streets protesting. So this is where um, people, at least in some ways, like there's some people who on certain things can have a more non-binary kind of fluid transition kind of mindset where you're not truly in either camp. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, and I think a lot of ideas, like I feel like that in some ways about religion. I'm definitely not religious at all. I understand people who are religious, though, because I was for so long, so I can empathize, and I even sometimes am nostalgic about the ideas and the belief system, and yet I'm not 100% in the camp that there is nothing higher powered out there. I just feel like we don't really understand what it is. I can believe in so, God and not believe in God at the exact, exact same, same time. time, right? Both so, can be true. It's like, I don't believe in God the way yeah. we think of him on this human plane perspective, mm -hmm. but there's gotta be something and probably a something there of some kind. that we probably aren't able to conceive quite yet. Yeah, something beyond our universe and beyond our scope of understanding. You're, you're smart so, enough to know that maybe you are trapped in a paradigm and you don't have access to a paradigm yeah. for where truth may lie. Like thinking about the example people say about really like in this life, it's almost as if you're the fetus in a mother's womb and you're scared to exit the womb because you don't know what life is going to be like on the outside. Mm -hmm. And like we're scared to go into death because we don't know what it's going to be like on the other side. Do you cease to exist? Do you does it, a, a different level of existence come to pass? Like who fucking knows? And so for me, I'm I'm just at that point where I know I don't know anything and I'm comfortable with the fact that when I die, Maybe my soul goes somewhere or the energy is used somehow. Maybe I just cease to exist at all and it's a blank void. Maybe we were all wrong and I'm transported to a blue planet across the other side of the universe and I start life, life over. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. You just you transported to Russia where they got labs back. That's in another Russia. planet. Yeah, that okay. that harvest and harnesses people's souls. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't get <laughs> like feel like you're writing a sci-fi novel. No, no, no. Don't right believe the, people hate Russia so much. They might actually believe what I just said. I it's, I, I don't like know. You're just I don't know. A, a yeah. novel yeah. in your head. 
think something's hitting you a little some type of way right now. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe it's that brunch we had. That's right. true. I okay. Go. That was good. It was, it was good. Go case yeah. All right. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> so I just, I know enough to know that I don't know anything about life after death or higher powers or anything like that. And I don't think anyone does. And that's why everyone has a different idea. The Christians do. And they're certain. <laughs> You would say anyone who has a belief, almost a certain. You, you always pick on the Christians, the Muslims, the Muslims, Bo- I, I, Buddhists. They all do the same I, I, I shit. It's all different. Different. Don't variations. pick on one. Yeah. That's the whole point. All right, right. I'm just saying. They seem to know for sure. <laughs> for sure. For, for sure. For sure. For sure. And to even have a rational conversation with, is there a possibility you might be wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says. <laughs> ah. Faith to prove faith. That's a confirmation bias (laughs) right there. But like, that's my point is like for me mentally, I can have conversations. I feel like with people from all walks of life and belief systems, because I'm less in an anyone camp than I am in a general, like I have kind of what I think, but I know I don't know anything. And I think the problem is when you have people who are so morally rigid, and this will probably be our next uh, podcast is uh, moral fluidity so look out for that one next Mor- moral flexibility yeah sorry fucking up the, <laughs> the terminology moral yeah, flexibility I-, I want credit for my verbiage you know because <laughs> this is intellectual property and shit okay. you know okay but anyways it's that idea when so people are so um, morally rigid this is why you will see um religious groups who are picking picketing outside of pride campaigns because they truly believe that because people who are homosexual are going to hell and that their souls are damned and so they feel like they feel like that it's their moral obligation to warn and protest because they want to save these souls they're protesting their what they perceive as persecution the yes. fact that the, this guy is celebrating pride gay pride and mm-hmm. pride in being gay the christian takes that to mean he is being persecuted and vice one, versa they think you're the vice evil versa. in the world that might tempt away their children to vice a way versa. of of vice versa. That, that's my point I, 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 that's what I, I, i'm getting I, I, to okay you're sorry me no, off. No, no, my bad my bad my bad i was i was <laughs> just getting excited to, i was just trying to say but like, and that's that's my point. Is on the flip side, the the people who are celebrating pride, are are trying to to stake and and return their own voice to say they have been being persecuted for so long for living their truth, for living their reality, and, and being open about it. So they're both on opposite sides of the fence. Like how, like how can you believe what you believe? And feeling like they're being persecuted. And it's just ironic that we have people who, on both sides, in a way, feel like they're coming from a 100% pure, open, honest, almost loving place. But it manifests in such a dark and dangerous way. They're protesting what they perceive to be persecution. So Mm -hmm. as you were saying that, what went through my mind was when Mm -hmm. we lived in downtown Long Beach. Yeah. Long Beach is gay pride central. It is like the Mecca Mm -hmm. for gay pride. And we lived right on downtown Long Beach. So we've gotten to participate Mm -hmm. in pride day in June, like three years in a row. 
never fails during Pride. There are always these Christian groups. Yeah, they come on, dress they, up. They come and shout on up, megaphones. Shout on megaphones out with the Bible, like "Oh, repent!" You know, God loves you. Blah blah blah. And the Pride people, the Christians are protesting what they perceive to be persecution. If right, and then the pride people are looking at the Christians, and they are perceiving persecution also mm-hmm. too, just by the Christians being there. So both parties are feeling persecuted because a contradiction in what either of us believes is synonymous with persecution. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's where we are as as as, as a species. And we we're never really having conversations in a seek to understand place it's it's always when you're on opposite sides it's hard to find that common ground and footing to come together and have discussions that hold respect because we are so morally rigid and i'm not saying that as a bad thing i'm i'm just as morally rigid on certain things there are certain things like the religion i can be a little more fluid on like i said on on being gay or being black and the the rights and equality on the freedom to choose if you need to have an abortion on those things i am morally rigid but does does that mean that i don't have flaws in that moral rigidity does that not i it's kind of like when you're driving and you have a blind spot you need to be aware of your own blind spot it's not to say you're at fault for the blind spot or that blind spots are inherently negative, but you need to watch out for the people who are driving in your blind spot. Right, and your belief system is your blind yeah, spot. Yeah, whatever, what, you, whatever, hold you, whatever you hold to be absolute. Whatever you hold to be absolute truth um, are the parts of your life where are no longer subject to question. So actually, let, let me make that point again. Because when you tell people, question everything, question everything, that's one of those quotes that people like to throw out in society, question everything, and everyone feels that they're all questioning everything. But then you start talking to them about their non-negotiable beliefs, the, the very things that they hold so absolute that this is my belief system 100%. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise that God doesn't exist. You can't tell me otherwise that God exists. You can't tell me otherwise that, you know, money or whatever. You use the, those to become your foundation. Yes. Too. So anything you build is going to be tilted so the, based on the foundation you have. Whatever parts of your life you hold to be absolute truth, a.k.a. those apps like those are your fundamental belief systems. These are the aspects of your life that are not subject to question. You have given those things a pass. You don't. So you're not a question everything free thinker like you think you are. Almost no one is mm-hmm. like fucking no one is because yeah. we all have absolute truths. Right. You know what? Um, I was just thinking back to the original um, quote that we talked about at the beginning that kind of sparked this whole conversation. The Emerson quote? Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the things that that quote really sparked in me is how much society, like I said, is a little bitch and we're all about me, 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 how this impacts me. And I think it's this prevalency of narcissism that we have in our country. Um, I think this has been bred by all the social media, all those look at me, this is me, life is about me kind of thing. Um, Now, don't get me wrong, I think narcissism is always an element somewhat to the human condition and what it means to be alive. But I think as we have become more socially distanced, if you will, 
um, and beyond even the current state of beings with actual social distancing, but with uh, media technology and everything that brings us closer but actually pushes us further apart. With all of that comes a distinct lack of empathy, a distinct lack of connection to our fellow man, and a distinct increase in narcissism. And with that, what it, what, what it means is we feel like everything is a personal attack and the story is always about us and how our life, our reality, our existence is impacted. And it's that feeling that, so instead of having a conversation with someone and a genuine like, hey, I'm, I don't agree with you what you're saying, but beyond, I don't even want you to like, Let's not have a discussion to convince one way or the other. Let's just have a discussion that's open to like, tell me how your life created and how your mind works. So you got what to understand. What series of events led you to this, yeah. to this truth? And you're not doing it to prove them wrong or to convince it's them. It's just to understand what, what cumulative yeah. experiences has this person gone through in their life that has led them to this moment where this is what they hold to be true? It's almost like an altruistic experience. Like you're just kind of like... That is like, altruism in its purest yeah. form. Like it's when almost done like right. imagine it like sitting when done on right. your... Yeah. yeah. Like th- imagine, I imagine that kind of conversation being like one of those where you're sitting on your front porch with a glass of lemonade and the Cup sunset coffee, going down. Some. And you're just relaxing, like, oh, yeah. Tell a Christian me, and tell an me, atheist having a conversation. Tell like, me more bro, about that. Tell like, me about your life. Like, what happened? Like, and you're, you're, what life have you lived? Tell mm-hmm. me how interesting the life you've lived that this is what you've come to believe at this point. It's a, it's a sense of empathy and understanding that I can't judge. I mean, and even you and I have had this conversation because, you know, you have had a, a much different upbringing in life than I've had. And one of the things when we were kind of first getting to know each other and talking about life and the shit that we've been through and done, I was like, look, I can't judge you for any of the things that you've done. Just like you can't judge me for any of the things I've done because I have never and probably will never walk in a reality that's close to yours. Like you can't, you can't even know what someone has gone through. So all I can do is listen have a conversation about it and try to try to put myself in your shoes as much as possible so that I can have that sense of empathy but it can't ever come from a sense of I'm judging you well I mean there, there are moments where even in our relationship we've disagreed with each other and it's felt very personal because mm-hmm. there, there's almost no way to disagree with somebody's thoughts without unintendedly calling them stupid mm-hmm that like it it or it, actions like you remember that um so kind of a spoiler alert if anyone's watching the boys show so if if you're watching the boys and you don't want a spoiler skip ahead 5 minutes um so in this show it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime okay so in the show the superhero Maeve has kind of been under the thumb of her boss slash sociopathic superhero ex-boyfriend or off and on again boyfriend leader of the group mm -hmm, uh, who could squash her like a bug because he's way stronger than she is so she's been terrified and abused and corner manipulated from by this guy for years and years and years and she's trying to get out from under him she has a girlfriend 
and she told the girlfriend like i'm trying to get blackmail on this guy i'm trying to get free of him so he won't control us because this guy could literally kill you just to fuck with me and the girlfriend finds a video of Maeve letting homelander the the big bad guy let an entire airplane of innocent victims crash and the girlfriend looks at her like how could you how could you let that happen like almost like she was as evil as homelander there was just a level of disgust on her face like i I can't even look at you right now because you're you're so you're a horrible person and that is what the lack of uh, of empathy and perspective that we're talking about here that disgust like you're not seeking to understand like okay there's a lot more here than you've even alluded to if you i know what the video just mm -hmm. said but i'm sure i'm missing a lot of details so so fill me in like a lot of what emotions you may have been going through in the moment what kind of fear were you going through thinking this motherfucker if he could kill a bunch of people on a plane maybe he could kill me too just as easy so think about how many emotions and relationships we might be able to salvage if we actually approach conversations of, okay, I know how I feel based on what I think I know or I think I heard or I think I believe, but let me put those aside for a minute and at least seek to understand who this motherfucker is and what they are saying because it's not about me in this moment. What they believe, well, this is the thing too, like, your mind is your own. I don't understand how people freak out because someone else believes something they don't believe. I feel like it's that idea that you're going to suddenly catch somebody else's <laughs> beliefs. Like if you are so morally... You just go catch COVID. <laughs> yeah. If you're so morally flimsy that someone could on a whim impact you to change everything you believe... And you don't think you'd have some fucking control over that. Then I question the validity of, of your, your life, of, of your life experiences place. that led you to your beliefs. Yeah. I, I question if you've even been alive this yeah. whole time. You've just been a passive observer in your own life because our experiences is what leads us to these absolute truths. These perspectives mm-hmm. we have that we're like, you know what? I'm a firm believer in X, Y, Z. I'm a firm non-believer in X, Y, Z. Life experiences have led you to that point. So, so if somebody else's thoughts and opinions causes you to feel such overwhelming mm-hmm. persecution, motherfucker, you got to... D- d- I'm looking at the man in the mirror. <laughs> Um, okay 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 michael jackson's rolling over in his grave um but what i what i was gonna say is this reminds me of a kind of that you know that stereotype that you see where like the guy who speaks out loudest against the gay boy and the homosexual in school he's usually the one that's so deep in the closet and so scared to come out he's gonna actually boy bully the openly gay kid to try and cover up and mask his own insecurity about the fact that he's gay and he thinks everyone else can sense it. Well, he might be it. thinking about it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he's curious. So I feel like a lot of times the people who come out hardest and strongest and swinging and speaking the loudest on shit are the ones who are really actually doubting and they feel like if I just speak loud, if I just kind of double down on it, maybe I can shake away these. It's like the, the guy who becomes a priest because he wanted to fuck you know, his girl, he's like, well, if I just double down on celibacy, maybe. I, I, I get it. I get it. Because there were, there were times where 
like a lot of these questions of doubt started creeping in my mind. I, I mean, they've always been in my mind since the Mayfly days. But I remember going through Harding, and even at Harding, I was Try like, to "Force yourself, to yeah, go yeah." Harding, that's the Christian college we went to. I remember being there, like having so many questions, but being told that if you're having doubt, just pick up your Bible and read more. It'll mm. clear up a lot of the doubt you have. Pray harder. And I'm like. <laughs> For a second, I was like, you know, at the time I was like, oh, hey, good, good, you know, good, good advice. But doubling down on the shit you believe when you have questions and answers doesn't give you any new insight. If your belief system does not allow you to question it, then I question your belief system. Let me say that again. If your belief system doesn't allow room for questions, then I question your belief system. But people with beliefs will tell you that their beliefs do allow for questions. They did question and they arrived eh. at the same conclusion. No, no, and no. And you can't be like, eh, no, 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 no. Because, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like a faith, a faith of any kind, like a lot of religions really do use that mindset of like, oh, doubt. is Because the, they use that analogy of, oh, you just need the, the faith of a mustard seed to have faith and move mountains. So, like it, it, so, so you're so, almost guilted into like, well, I don't want to like let everyone know i got doubt now like okay. i don't know no 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 let me no no you're not off base no you're not off base i'm saying that people who believe what they believe whatever they believe will tell you oftentimes that they've questioned is and the the, the result of their questioning is why they're where they're at Okay, so I, I hold I, on, hold I, on. I I am uh, I'm afraid that what you are saying is assuming that by questioning you have to arrive at a different solution, like a different belief system. Whereas I'm saying your 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 belief system may not leave room for people who do question and arrive at the same belief. True, then that can happen. That but that's what that's my point. If your belief system does allow you to question, and you arrive at the same result. I think that's fine. If you've questioned Christianity and you come back to it. Good for you. Absolutely. 100%. Embrace it. Love it. Be it. Do it. Cool. But and if it, you feel guilty, because I felt this way. I felt this way before um, I, I kind of admitted to myself that I did not believe in Christianity anymore. I questioned it for a long time, but I felt like I wasn't allowed to question it. So I would not allow myself to truly analyze. To deep and, go and deep. Al- I felt like as soon as I thought the thoughts that I was thinking out loud that then god would know and then i would like automatically go to hell because i had a doubt so i ignored it and tried to shove it down same thing with liking girls it was like okay i can't admit this to anyone because as soon as i say it out loud or think about it too much um it'll be out there and everyone will know and it will just be this thing so it's like you force down and like so that's what i mean like i'm not saying question your belief and you have to come to a different result i'm saying question your belief and if that's okay and you come around to all the angles and all the questions and it's still what you believe then it may have solid merit at least for you okay so let me use this example okay. so so when i was christian there was a part of my life where i questioned and and the tools i used to question were still christian based it was yeah, i was that's still true too. hold on hold on there's two parts it I was still reading the Bible. I was still going to church. I was still using a lot of. Bias. I was still using a lot of the materials that the church and faith as a whole will provide, and you know. So I, I would, I would, I would have told you that I question, 
Now, I wasn't previewed or didn't know that this entire world of literature called existentialism with Frederick Nietzsche, Albert Camus, Ayn Rand. I didn't know these ideas even existed. So in my dream team of philosophers, by the way, in my first round of questioning, I only use material and resources I had within my proximity, within my, you know, closest to me. But then I went through another round of questioning where I questioned my faith, not using the tools of faith that I had, Mm -hmm. but using ideas and books that contradicted my faith. Mm -hmm. Then at that point, I came to a new conclusion. Mm -hmm. I do see how somebody who's been me and read those literary works came back to Christianity. One of such philosophers would be Soren Kierkegaard. He was an ex. He was a theist existentialist, an existentialist who didn't believe. Who Kierkegaard? That's an interesting name. Yeah, Soren Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard. He, he didn't Kierkegaard. let me make my Kierkegaard. <laughs> so fun. He was a he was a theist existentialist, which is almost a double oxymoron. Like the, those two things. Is, isn't double oxymoron an oxymoron? <laughs> That's my fucking point. Those two things should not even be in the same sentence. It's like saying he is a believing non-believer like what the fuck does that that's mean that's what i am no, I'm, <laughs> I'm an oxymoron but maybe he's closer to truth than we are on opposite extremes maybe some maybe a raging moderate is closer to truth truth than the rest of th- us than yeah. the rest of us are i agree moderation is the key to life it truly is Moder- maybe moderation in thought is the key to rational thought yeah but like I think this is where we have to kind of bring it back to again the original quote and what we're talking about today beyond whether it's religion, politics, abortion, whether it's a blue dress or a gold dress um is is the the mindset of of lack of empathy and feeling persecuted in life because someone had the audacity the audacity I tell you to believe something that you don't believe. And the audacity that you will feel persecution. But it's not even your fault because it's just it's just you being human. It's it's No, you being a narcissist. It's it is <laughs> but then that will be all of us. So we all We're have, all narcissists. We're all inflected I think with narcissism. That's, that's yeah. the point. It's like we all have the disease, but can you control it? Can you reel it back in when you become aware oh, of it? It's like that episode we did. Like, too. It's like the Hulk. Hulk, how do you control the anger? That's I'm my secret. Angry. I'm always angry. Like you have to always know we're you're all, gonna be we're a narcissist all infected with and, perception. And pull back and say, okay, this conversation isn't about me. Th- this person is obviously trying to share what they believe and how they believe it. So instead of me telling them, like, hey, um, you know how you said you were gonna pray for me and everything, can you just not? Like instead of being like that, staying being like, oh, okay, like thank you for thinking about me, and let me, uh, if we happen to have time and give a fuck. Oh, you know, tell me about I'll what meditate kind of, about you too. <laughs> yeah. Like I believe in meditation, so you believe in prayer. Can you tell me more about how you how that works for you or why that gives you comfort? And like, not be offended. Not be offended. Not like be offended. have genuine conversations and if nothing else, at least acknowledge that what someone else believes is valid for them and leave it at that. Like kinda like your mama always used to say, if you ain't got something nice to say, don't say shit at all. We appreciate you guys tuning in to listen to our conversation today. Contradiction is not persecution. Don't fall into the trap of feeling persecuted when you're just being contradicted. 
If you like this type of content, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on whatever audio platform you're listening to us to. Ah, uh, don't act like they're persecuting <laughs> if they give us less. Come on, they're like, they gotta do their own shit. Here. Uh, now they're gonna think I'm persecuting them if, if they don't get five stars. <laughs> leave a comment and subscribe. We'll see you next time.